Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Oh, this is exciting. I just got my... wasn't expecting this. You get these from certain uh, sites, websites that you use. This is my... a look back at my 2023 betting highlights on FanDuel. Oh. FanDuel, my most bet on teams. Philadelphia Eagles. All right. I mean, I'm not uh, bankrupt or anything like that. That's probably a good team to have. You don't want it to be like the Sabres. Kansas City Chiefs. Boston Celtics, well, that goes to show you I don't really bet on FanDuel very much or anywhere, but love the uh, the data, love the, love the information, and I'll uh, try to do better next year. Sal Capaccio with me on the West Her Hotline. Sal, are, you, are we to Happy New Year? I've been, I've been saying it, yes. You have been, what did I've you start? I've been saying it, I've, yesterday, I think. Okay. Good. But I've been I've also been saying Merry Christmas, but I don't know if I said that to anybody today. I've been saying Happy Holidays and Happy New Year over the last couple of days, I would say. Seems right. Seems right. You know your stuff. So um should we start with Von Miller? Today was the day when sure. he broke his silence. I don't know. Is there anything to be said about the timeline? Feels like maybe nothing will come from the allegations and Miller as often happens. Uh, went with blown out of proportion, 100% false, these kinds of things. Yeah, that's what he said. And I don't know about the timing, um, other than he's been asked to speak by various media members over the last several weeks, after games, after practices. Uh, Typically, we hear from Von Miller throughout the week that hasn't happened since the arrest until today. Um, So I'm not sure about the timing there. Obviously, you know, he felt that now was the time for him for whatever reason. Uh, that is what he said. He said the <coughs> excuse me, allegations and details of the incident are uh, completely wrong and blown out of proportion, 100% false, other than the fact that he said that the only thing that was true is that they do have a third son on the way. That is the woman that um, he is accused of assaulting. I uh, said they do have a third son on the way, his pregnant girlfriend. They said that part is true. Everything else is false. Um, and... You know, he's going from there. So that's what we know now. And, you know, he's been playing ever since the arrest. The Bills had said uh, back in early December when this happened, November 30th, I think it was the actual the, the incident. And then he turned himself in on November 30th. Uh, the Bills have said that they're going to take their lead from the NFL and the investigation and they'll let the legal process play out as he plays. Right. On the field, Sal, like he, as you said, he has been active through this. Um any any change for you? Are you seeing Miller make strides that give you hope that he'll become more of a a, a game changer going forward here? 
I have seen that, and then you see it go the other way. Like I thought we were getting there, and then I thought last week, you know, he wasn't really much of a, a factor at all at impact. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe I, I think he is drawing a little bit of attention, so I guess that could be something. Uh, but I thought he got swallowed up a little bit last week against the Chargers. Um, but he said he did say today that basically I have to remember the exact wording, Mike. But I think that he said obviously the knee is not quite where. It needs to be or he wants it to be, but he's still working hard, and it's the best place for him to be here in Buffalo with the rehab they have, and he's you know confident he'll get back there. But he kind of gave an indication for the first time that it's maybe not exactly where it should or needs to be for him to feel like you know he can be what he used to be and has been on the field. Okay. One uh, development we didn't talk about yesterday that I recall was Kyer Elam being brought off injured reserve, activated. Mm-hmm. What do you think will happen with Elam? Like he was, you know, for most of the season, of course, not on injured reserve, but also not playing on Sundays. Do you think maybe they're ready to play him? Mm, I wouldn't go that far. I think that he'll be probably inactive. Like my guess is, I don't know this, but just looking at the fact that he's been on IR and there's been no change in the active roster ahead of him, right? So you still have Taron Johnson, Rasul Douglas, Christian Benford, Dane Jackson. Like, those are your corners. And Cam Lewis, who can play behind Taron Johnson. None of those guys, they're all still active. They're also on the roster. So I don't see a pathway to him being active unless maybe the final week of the year, Miami, because of their offense and the way they play, if you want to have an extra defensive back. But even then, I think that it's, we're going to have him here. He's ready. And if there's an injury, we will activate him for the game but otherwise to me it looks like just from the numbers wise that he would still be inactive unless that happens okay i would uh guess the same what about uh, the rest with injuries any changes today from yesterday yeah the only thing Shaq lawson missed today with an illness um so you know we'll monitor that obviously and see and hopefully Shaq's okay uh but that was the only thing that really changed today other than von miller and leonard floyd both being back to participating in practice. They were um, DNPs yesterday, but both were vet rest days. Now, Leonard Floyd did have an injury designation along with a vet rest day yesterday. Um, Yesterday it was rib, wrist, and rest, but he was back to a full, and Von Miller back to a full after a DNP yesterday. Otherwise, I don't think there was any change in anything from yesterday, which was a walkthrough. Okay. How are you regarding the Patriots here? So it's two wins in a row to get to 4 and 11 Congrats, by the way, New England, on those two important wins. But they've gotten them, <laughs> and they've beaten the Bills, and their defense looks good. Um, how do you look at this game? I mean, it's a 13-point spread. It's easy to look past it. I, I think the Patriots have kind of steadied the ship a little bit here, and for them, right, for what they're doing. And I know they beat the Bills the first time around, but we know that they're not one of the better teams in the NFL. I think one of the issues they're having was their quarterback play and not settling on a quarterback. They've settled on a quarterback, and – not that Bailey Zappi is great, but I do think it allows your team to kind of you know, practice better, be more efficient, understand what's going on. They've done that here, and we know that they have a good defense. They've had a good defense all season. Um, so, yeah, I think they've kind of steadied a little bit. They spoiled Denver's playoff chances, maybe. I mean, they still have a chance, but now they're benching Russell Wilson. So they basically you know, went to Denver and said, okay, we're going to you know, spoil your party. And I think they'd love to do the same here in Orchard Park and then – Maybe Bill Belichick's last game ever as a head coach, especially if, at least not in New England, and that would be against the team that he'd love to beat, and that is the Jets. So I think they're looking to 
kind of do that over the next couple of weeks. That t- that said, it's still the Patriots with a very, very void, big void at, at, at any playmaker spot. And I mean, Devontae Parker's played well lately. Him and Bailey Zappi seem to have a connection. Um, but they don't have playmakers. They have a slow offense. They, Ramon J. Stevenson's on an IR. They're very banged up still, even on defense, on offense. Um, so I, you can't lose to Bailey Zappi. The Bills are a big favorite because they're a better team. They have a much better quarterback. They have to keep winning here to save their season. I understand that. But they're a team that can bite you, and I do think they've steadied the ship a little bit. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. I think, Sal, also Belichick, if the Patriots were to lose both of these games they have coming up, would tie for the all-time lead in losses as a coach. So, um, you know, if he's going to continue coaching after this year, he'll probably get that, but he's still going for that wins record. What do you think happens with him? I think the Patriots move on from him. Um, Whether they're going to term that mutual, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I do think the Patriots will move on from Bill Belichick. He will not be their head coach next year. And I guess there's going to be a team – and an owner that says, oh, my God, I have a chance to get Bill Belichick and go out and hire him, whether that's the Chargers, the Commanders, if they move on, whoever that might be. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if that's the smartest play. I mean, if you want some credibility with football people, I guess that's what you do. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I don't think Bill Belichick's going to change much of an organization as a coach, and especially if he has to have all the GM power as well. But absolutely if he wants to coach, I think he'll have an ability to do that. There would be value in an organization, of course, bringing him in and having him break the all-time wins record while on their sideline. Yeah, like the dilemma, he's obvious credibility, no matter what sort of we all would say about how the Patriots right. have gone wrong here in recent years. But the personnel part is the hard part for me. Like if he were just the head coach. I think several teams could easily get there. But is he going to, and maybe he will, Sal, like is he going to sign up for, like I'm just going to be the coach here, I'm not, like because that's what I think a team should want. If you look at the Patriot drafts and their their skill position guys, you know, Sean McVay just reacting with that laughter when they drafted, uh, Cole Strange I guess has been pretty good. That was the player, wasn't it, that they drafted, like what McVay thought was two days early. Um, just very curious, if not dubious, draft picks here. I don't know. Like, will there be a team? Sure, credibility. Chargers, Washington, both good examples, easy examples for that. But will they give him the greater power? It's a good question. My thought on that would be, if that's the case and he's okay with it, wouldn't New England be okay with that too? You know what I mean? Like, instead of moving on from him, If Bill Belichick says to another organization, look, I could just come and be the head coach, why wouldn't he say that to New England? Because that seems to be part of the issue as well in New England, which is he has all the power and we have to cut ties here. It's not because of his coaching. It's the whole package. Now, maybe they feel differently and say, we just have to. It's time. And I I get that and I respect that. Um, But if he really wants to be a head coach next year and says, I would do that without the power of picking personnel, I would think he'd have a conversation with Robert Kraft about that as well. Talking to Mike Giardi yesterday from the Boston Sports Journal about this, it's just it's the the idea of the game passing a, a legendary coach by is always like tough for me 
Like, why would that be? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe this is right. Giardi, I think, is really good. And he's basically, you know, he just doesn't seem to want to mo- modernize, was the word, in, in terms of offense. Thinking all three phases are equally important, that kind of stuff. Like, is that sort of maybe your guess here, too, that, that Belichick, with post-Brady anyway, was stubborn or wouldn't sort of move, which kind of maybe to you and me would seem like the obvious move into – whatever it is spread it out more just how you would how you would describe uh the changes teams need to make offensively to do that and that new england hasn't made yeah i mean like i've been saying for a while that i think that belichick he has a certain way of going about things and it's always kind of worked and he's won all these games and he's the most accomplished coach ever and we've learned and a big part of that is when he's not calculated correctly it didn't matter because he had Tom Brady like he just covers up for all the holes if you have Tom Brady you can miss everywhere else because you have Tom Brady well Tom Brady's gone and you can't miss as many times and you can't think differently and you like Bill Belichick he's a very very good defensive coach he's a great schematic coach I think that that is still has still not changed except for one area he gets beaten a lot by mobile quarterbacks. That has changed a lot in his tenure as a head coach. And you know what else he never got himself? A mobile quarterback. Like, that's the part of the game I think that has really changed. When you say passing by, I agree with you. It's hard to say because, come on, these guys, they know football. And really, how much has it changed? It's changed a lot. You know me. I, I think, and I've said this many times, I, for my money, Joe Gibbs is the greatest coach ever. I think he did Ooh. more with less more often. Mm-hmm. I think he, he won three Super Bowls with three very average or at least at bat, non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks, went to four of them. But the game also passed him by at some point. He left, he came back, the game was different, right? So to me, that's the – if I had – if you gave me a really solid roster but not a great quarterback of all – coaches i've ever seen i would i would have bill i think joe gibbs would be the best coach for that i would take joe gibbs over anyone to coach that team i never knew that about you i never knew that was one of your takes that you you were a gibbs guy like so strongly like that i want to think i don't have an answer ready for best coach ever the first name that comes to mind for me is walsh with their innovations in san francisco and like you know everybody's tree kind of just traces all well this also to paul brown but to uh to Walsh, but um, that's cool. I like I like that you were just right, right there with best ever coach Joe Gibbs. Well, it's hard for me with Walsh, and I agree with you a lot of what you said because he did have Montana, and I don't always want to dock people for that. But as soon as he left, they won a Super Bowl again without Walsh, right? And mm-hmm. with Steve Young, and they had a great team. And there's George Seifert right there, and so it's hard for me to get there with him. I think actually Don Shula deserves a lot of credit in in this regard. He did not. The funniest thing about Shula, he didn't win with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, Dan Marino. He didn't win a Super Bowl. They won a lot. They didn't win a Super Bowl. But he won with Greasy, and he won with Earl Morrill, and he went to a Super Bowl with David Woodley. Right? I mean, like, that's, I think that's coaching to me. That's taking a a player and a situation and a roster and elevating it. And I think Shula's there. I think Gibbs is there. And the point I'm making is, it is also hard for me to say, oh, the, this game has passed someone by when you're that great of a mind. But even Gibbs, the game passed him by. I do think the game has passed Belichick by. I don't think he's ever adjusted for it. It took 20 years. Now, it's one thing to say you had this great quarterback for six, seven years, 
But when you have one for 20, you're kind of institutionalized. You think that's the way it goes. And after Brady left, I don't think he knew how to figure it out because everyone else was doing all this other stuff that he never had to adjust for because he had the greatest quarterback ever to cover up the holes. It's a great debate. It's interesting how change of scenery either works for you or against you or changes around you. Like Shula winning in Baltimore and then Miami immediately mm-hmm. is looks great on him, right? And then, you know, there were 1974 is their, is their last Super Bowl. So it just looks great on you when you move and make it work. And Belichick had Brady move on him and just sort of uh, it's fallen apart. Sal, let's talk about. You no, know, you know, I'll tell you, you know who else is a really, really good coach. He'll, he wouldn't be. I wouldn't put him greatest ever because of him actually adapting. Is Dick Vermeil and what he was able to do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he leaves for the, so long. He comes back. It's the greatest show on turf. And you're like, man, the game changed from when when he went to a Super Bowl with Ron Jaworski at quarterback. You know, and then he goes and he has the greatest show on turf. I think that speaks a lot to his adaptability and what he was able to do. Love it. And since you mentioned Shula and Vermeil, I want to say that Shula's last game as a coach, Vermeil's in the booth. That is the Jacksonville playoff game? No, that's here. Uh, Shula. That's, that's 95. I'm sorry. Mar- right. Marino's last game was the Jacksonville playoff game. That's 95. Hold on. And that's Tim Tin- Tyndale mm-hmm. and um, uh, Derek. Derek. Um, what's the, the, Derek the Holmes? I'm, I'm thinking I'm blanking. Derek Holmes, yeah. And the yeah. the ABC booth is Musburger and Vermeil. That's right. Uh, let's talk Miami-Baltimore. What do you see? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, Miami is very banged up. And Baltimore is smelling blood in the water right now to close this thing out for the one seed. So I think that really favors the Ravens. Like, the way they played last week, the fact that they can tie up the one seed here coming up, I think they really want to go after that. And they and Miami went there and beat them last year. Had that comeback, you know they're thinking about that. So I think from that standpoint, you know you, you have to really favor Baltimore. But I I think that Miami's defense has played a lot better lately. They really have. Now they haven't beaten great teams. I'd be the first to point that out. Like some of the teams they've beaten in the stretch where they put up good numbers defensively, they haven't faced the best quarterbacks. You know, it was like Washington, the Jets, the Raiders, the Titans. So and they didn't beat the Titans. Um, I. I would choose Baltimore to win here. It wouldn't stun me if Miami won. Uh, but I, I think Baltimore wants to close this thing out, and they're playing the best football of anybody in the league right now, maybe, overall, all three phases. Uh, Zay Flowers may miss, who had a nice game in San Francisco with maybe Waddle on the other side. Waddle almost definitely, it seems, will miss this game for Miami. They've lost their center. The line has moved slightly toward the Dolphins in the last 24 hours plus from four to three. So there's some pressure uh, coming to co- there's some money coming in on Miami uh, for that to happen. But you know sometimes with a thing like that, when it gets to three, maybe it'll bounce the other way. You're just trying to get the yeah you know, the the extra half point or full point. Any new? Well, let me ask you about the Chiefs really quick because yeah, this all matters. Decent, cha- fair chance, maybe even good, of Bills Chiefs in Week One. Will the Chiefs get it right? I mean, I keep thinking they're going to get it right, but it hasn't happened all year. And I, I don't know the way out of it for them to get it right because I, they're not changing their wide receiver core. And if they change, it's probably for the worst. They're not you know, going to grab an all-pro off some, you know, falling off a tree somewhere. Uh, unless Travis Kelsey, maybe 
you know, Eric Wood makes a good point on Kelsey. You know, he missed that opener. He had an injury. You know, maybe he's been yep. dealing with it all year. Maybe suddenly he just gets super healthy. I don't know. It's tough. They're they're not going to have a bye. They're going to play every week here, so that's tough to do. Um, I guess if they get healthy, and Pacheco can be an X factor for sure. We've seen that happen. So I keep thinking they're going to get it right. They just never do. And as of right now, if you gave me a choice to play Miami or Kansas City in the first round for the Bills, I might take Kansas City because of that. I just I think Miami can they can be really explosive at any moment, and I don't see Kansas City being explosive. They could play defense. And they can that would be the thing that would scare me. And they, they did a good job on the Bills on that side of the ball, especially their interior. But I I don't really fear them the way that you know you you normally do here at this time of year. Is there a chance the Bills could play the Dolphins in week one? Playoff week one, yes. There is? They'd have to be the, yes. they have to lose this week, right? The Bills would have to lose this week um, for the sep to be the seven. So if they did though, I think it would be it could be back in Miami. Oh yeah, no. Right. It, so if the Bill, it, it can't yeah. be. It can't be the Dolphins here. The Dolphins right. are the five. If the Bills win the division, right. But if Miami, okay. So let's say the Bills win this week and lose next week. I'm gonna say win this week and Miami um, loses. Okay. The Bill, the, the Miami is eleven. The Bills have ten. But then Miami wins that game. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. against the Bills, can't they drop? You would need well, they could drop to the three. No, they would. They the can't Bills be lower six. The Dolphins. <laughs> we're gonna get. We're gonna get. It's gonna become convoluted here. There's a. Yeah. There's not much of a chance for the Chiefs to get to the mm. two. They have to win both their games. Right. The Dolphins have to lose both their games, and the Bills have to lose here Sunday, for the for Miami to finish yeah. AFC East champs. Because the Bills would be ahead of Kansas City if if the Bills and Chiefs tied, and Miami. That's right. And the Bills won the division. So I could get to Miami as the two, and maybe if the Bills lose both games, right. somebody else gets to 10-7, and seven, but the Bills still win a tiebreaker. That's going to be tricky. That's going to yeah. be – there probably is – I know there is a way. I know there is a well, way. It's uh, what it says here, NFL playoff scenarios, uh, Bills at seven, 18%. There's more than just a slight chance. But would that be with Miami as the two? I'll I'll I'll, fi- I'll figure that out. I was assuming, and this was before this week. I guess I thought maybe it could be because Miami would go the four and the Bills the five, but that's not going to happen now. Jack, the the AFC South winner is not going to be able to pass Miami. Really, no chance of that. Right. And as long exactly. as the, if the Bills beat the Patriots, the uh, the Chiefs can't get to two. Pretty sure. Right. Okay. Thanks, Al. You got it. Thank you. Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearance is brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor, your place to buy a case, George Urban Boulevard in Depew. What's your outlet? All right. Here's another chance for you to jump on. I'll have Greg Wyshynski later talking Sabres, and he wrote a nice piece at ESPN.com today about the first Winter Classic, one of the greatest Buffalo sports days ever, I would say. Um, But, you know... Well, I was going to say this year is a different story. Every year since almost is a different story than sort of the, the joy around the Sabres on that day. It was a loss, but still it was a great day. 803-0550, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Ravens, the playoff picture, questions, comments, here for all of it. Took some Sabres fans' calls in the first uh, hour. I mean, what is there to say? What do you want to, what do you want to see here? I'm Mike Shope. Bulldog is off today. This is WGR. You know, Vaughn has earned a lot of respect. He's earned a lot of leeway. 
And his situation is one that I'm not sure everybody is privy to with respect to him working back through the injury, tough injury, and just getting himself back into a position where he can really affect the quarterback in the way that we're used to seeing. So he's working his tail off. I'm satisfied with that. And uh, we'll just continue to move forward with that. Okay. Eric Washington, imagine if he said anything different, right? Like, couldn't you have just... But if you'd been asked a question, somebody mistook you for the for Eric Washington, Bill's assistant head coach, about Von Miller. Wouldn't you have said exactly the same thing word for word? So, yeah, me too. 803-0550 for your calls. Started on the Sabres because... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because we gotta. I just watched the goals again from last night, the Boston goals. Like, they're just, they're just all too easy. Plays where... Two Bruins are almost going to run into each other, the 3 nothing goal, uh, at the top of the crease because they're both like right there in a scoring, a, such a high danger chance that they're going to collide, deciding which guy should shoot it. Second goal, how many times, 20 times I've seen this goal against on the Sabres this year where the, the Boston player is just waiting in the slot, maybe 10 feet from the net, and just goes unattended, and there's the puck, click, goalie has no chance. It's too easy to score on them. The power play is inept. And yet another season, this one with arguably more promise than any, except for maybe the Eichel rookie year of these 12 years in a row, these non-playoff years in a row, is it already feels over. 14 and 22 yesterday. Their over-under, updated over-under point total at Bet Online was 81 and a half. It's nowhere near the playoffs, and they have not at all shown to be a consistently good team that you'd only bet on them, I mean, other than just your allegiance to them. Uh, like Practically speaking, you'd only bet on them based on what last year turned into, but I just think there are fewer good signs. And... I don't know, like, there's no other move but Granado. There's just no other move other than to do nothing. And it does kind of feel like that's what's going to happen because it's the Sabres that just they'll just do nothing. Hope you don't notice. I, I don't know. 
It's just not a serious team. The the Minnesota Wild changed coaches and started winning. The Blues fired their coach who they won a cup with, their only cup. If that's us, he's here for 30 years. Like It's just, let's get serious. There's not much you can do with the roster at this point. But do you want to mail in the season and just close your eyes and cross your fingers and hope? Or do you want to actually try to affect some change here that isn't sending guys on $1 to $2 million contracts to Rochester? If you're not going to act seriously, why should we take you seriously? Just, you got to do something. Or I guess you don't. I guess you don't. I guess you don't. The goals are too easy. Offensively, they're not the same. And their coaches on WGR yesterday explaining that by how they made this philosophical change before the season and like, uh uh-oh, that didn't work, so we're going back. Last night he's talking about effort. The thing coaches always point to when they can't figure out what it is, what the thing is, other than like they know. It's like talking about the Eric Washington quotes. He might, he might know. We don't have it. I don't have it. But you got to say something. So yeah, we need to grind more. <sighs> that was twenty years ago. <laughs> grind. That was twenty years ago, if not thirty. I don't know when. When did grind sort of the 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 canceled season? Was it for grind? Out of that, you know, we need we need passing and execution and skill and speed, which is exactly what the league is now. It wasn't even that. It is entirely that now. The Sabres, to their credit, last year fit nicely into that, this new new league, if you will. And now it's like we're not, work, we're not working. The battles. It's the battles, folks. Sorry, guys. It's the battles. We were, we were skilled and high scoring and – at that entertaining, but now it's the problem is the battles. Don't get enough saves. Can't score in the power play. Can't get shots on goal on power plays. What is left? Greg Wyshynski from ESPN coming up at 5. I started today by saying I didn't want to just stay on the Sabres as, as you know bleak as it seems to be and just depressing in how many years of it it's been this way. Uh, I don't want to be miserable. It's the holidays. I mean, I'm enjoying talking with Sal about the Week 18 schedule and uh, this game against New England and Miami and Baltimore and all of it. Just really, I said yesterday, just to say it again, like Bulldog usually takes this week off and it's fun to. I mean, you've got your kids are home and um, my wife isn't working as much. Like there's more you can do that stretch between Christmas and New Year's. But I really do love the, the content. The NFL content this week, playoff possibilities and different things, um, not just pertaining to the Bills, but I'd love to know a couple things about their chances if I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. Uh, I've been dwelling on, in the last couple of shows, just the the massive difference in how the playoff, how the board looks will look to set up based on whether the Dolphins beat the Ravens or the Ravens beat the Dolphins. Like, Ravens win, and it is so on next week. Buffalo at Miami, chance for first place, two seed, home in the first round against the Raiders or the Texans. Come on. Home, if you win, the next week to the Chiefs, maybe, or the Dolphins again. It's just... This is what we've been waiting for. 
And then if it's Baltimore on the road in the AFC Championship, if you keep winning, worst case, it could feel very similar to two years ago, just like that. But Miami has to lose Sunday to the Ravens, or else, what is it? You're on the road for all of it. Arrowhead, Baltimore, Miami, or Jacksonville, or even maybe Cleveland, barring something shocking. The AFC Championship is not usually the six versus the seven. It is so, of course, the Bills have to win Sunday too, but it is so big. And this season, it it seems kind of like fitting for it, a year where we were dwelling in whether the window was open or not and a coaching change possibility and everything else. I don't know. If you get Lamar Jackson in the Ravens' best day on Sunday and hold your own as a two-touchdown favorite here, you don't have to win in Miami, but if you do, holy cow. We'll, 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 if that this happens, we will just sort of laugh, throw, throw a beer back and laugh about what we all sounded like for the last month or not so much the last couple of weeks, but um, before that. 803-0550 for your calls. What else? Thinking about um, next week's schedule, I did a little bit more looking into that, just what else could be possible for the NFL to flex into Sunday night. And it really isn't much. Houston and Indy, I mean, I don't know, would you watch it anyway? Houston, probably I would. Uh, Houston and Indianapolis could end up being a win or go home game, whether that's for the AFC South or even for the seven seed. I mentioned to Sal yesterday, I don't know if you're ready for this, but the Raiders, I said the Raiders in that other, you know, hypothetical, they are not dead at all. They have Indianapolis and Denver left. And if they win both, they're like 70% or something to make it. So what a story that would be. Imagine thinking about the Raiders and what they've been. They're here in week two this year. The Bills win, I think, 38-7. Imagine that actually being a playoff, having been a playoff preview. That would be uh, insane. You've got Indianapolis there, Houston there, Vegas, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are still, Denver technically are still all contenders for that spot. Stroud is going to play for Houston this week. Uh, That's home to Tennessee. So that's big. Collins is back. Of course, Dell is out, but Stroud was really killing it for the Texans, and he's got his top weapon, their favorite at home, against Tennessee. Indianapolis and Vegas, losers in big trouble there. Jacksonville is a part of this, too. Jacksonville is not home in the AFC South. They have Carolina this week at home. NFC, New Orleans, actually, New Orleans, just saw this, not really in the same context, but I saw today that they are going to play outside for the first time since week five, that was a game uh, in Tampa. I started to say, and I didn't get all the way through it, the Sunday night football game next week, somebody's going to get picked for that, and they'll do the best they can to have it be high stakes without um, other teams being somehow like affected, not knowing is going to play, all the different things that can go into it. Bills-Dolphins maybe is like the likeliest possibility for that. I think Miami would have to lose this game to Baltimore to keep the division race alive for that to be the case. And you've got um, Houston, Indianapolis. I don't know what else. The The division matchups didn't line up perfectly for there to be 
Like the Rams in Seattle are together as wild card contenders, but they don't play each other next week. The Vikings and the and the Packers similarly are like tied or right together with a playoff chance. They play each other this week, but not next week. So you really don't have sort of the perfect outside of maybe Colts Texans and then Bills Dolphins. You really don't have the sort of the perfect game, even with all the um all the games being intra division games. Is that the right way? Is that the right word? Intra? I never know. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati, possibly one or both of those could end up being games where both teams have a stake. That is what the league is going to want there. 803-0550 for your calls. Greg Wyshynski on the current Sabres and, as he wrote about today at ESPN.com, the first Winter Classic. Of course, New Year's Day anniversary coming up. What is it, 16 years This now coming up for um, since that game? Great day out at the stadium. The snow and everything. I, I uh, recommend Greg Wyshynski's piece on it if you haven't seen it yet. It's not behind the paywall, so you can just click on it and read it without even being a subscriber. Mike Shope here. Bulldog is off this week. Thanks for listening to WGR. Welcome back. Join me if you like. 803-0550, talking Bills, NFL, playoffs, Sabres, another huge letdown uh, last night. There's still letdowns, right? You still go in a little bit hopeful, at least. 803-0550 to call in. Greg Wyshynski coming up in 15 minutes. The Bills have released Jermaine Effetti, making room for, potentially at least, presumably I would say, Daquan Jones to make his return. Could be a very big for them. Jones was hurt, as you'll probably remember, in London uh, week five, along with Matt Milano. But Jones appears to be ready to come back. Patriots, no Zeke at practice today. Yesterday, I'm just talking like I'm assuming he's going to play. Ramondre Stevenson went to IR. They also have a running back named Kevin Harris. But come on, Zeke. Zeke's getting a huge workload for New England, but did not practice today. That's new he was on the practice field for New England yesterday, so not sure what will happen next, but um, maybe not a given that he'll play on Sunday. Tonight, it's the Browns and the Jets in Cleveland. Weather's fine. Isn't it everywhere? Pretty much. Uh, El Nino year, like 40, cloudy in Cleveland tonight, maybe a little windy, but you know, you'd expect way worse when you see the schedule come out. Joe Flacco and the Browns. I think... They are pretty legit with Flacco. Their fourth starting quarterback of the year. They'll be, I think, the first 10-win team, I believe I read, to start four different quarterbacks. And, I mean, he's throwing it like crazy, and they're getting there. So, good defense, if not very good. I think the Browns are a little bit dangerous. I'm drafting a couple of, last night I started for the first time, you can draft best ball uh, playoff rosters for tournaments where, no, you don't know who's going to be in the playoffs yet and at many different price points, but you take your best shot at it and you try to build teams in this kind of thing where you have a few players from the same teams so that if you get lucky, they make a run and you could end up still standing by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. Well, I did one of these. Just try to learn by doing T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And the first one, it's hard to get, you know, it's a like it's a real draft and it's hard to get more than one 49er or more than one Raven, whatever, and ended up with five Browns. It, you take what you can get. I drafted Diggs, I think, but it's also it's Flacco, Jerome Ford in the last round, and Joku, Cooper, Elijah Moore. Just like, okay, well, now I have a low stakes team that could win only if Cleveland goes all the way. We, we won't root for that, though, right? We won't. It's only five dollars. We won't root for that. Jets. So they're done. But I saw from Chase Stewart, football perspective, was a Jets fan. I believe he was the last time I talked to him. This is the kind of team where you could actually lose interest, though, right? That could get away from you. He had a stat that this is the fourth year in a row, no Jet quarterback has thrown for as many as 10 touchdown passes. Think about that. The team has done it, but no one player for the Jets has thrown 10 touchdown passes in a season in the in four years running. I went back further because I wanted to find 20. And I happen to guess right, but you have to think about it for a second maybe. Ryan Fitzpatrick... When he went to the Jets, he was there, I think, maybe two years, and the second year went badly. But when he went to the Jets, he had, I think, 31 maybe was the number, so way more than 20. He's the last Jets quarterback, or any position player, to throw for as many as 20 touchdown passes in a season, which, you know, that's barely one per game. I know the drought bills. I mean, there were plenty of those years uh, here, especially when they split up starts because it's is it Lossman or Holcomb this week but still like to go eight seasons without 20 touchdown passes from your starting quarterback is amazing and that's not I guess going to change this year the way Chase uh, wrote it I don't know the numbers right now but I mean they're at Trevor Simeon he's not on the cusp of throwing for 10 touchdown passes I don't know if he has any I guess he played last week right Zach Wilson is out for this game total is 34 and the Browns are favored by seven and a half, so that's what? That's twenty point seven five to thirteen and a quarter. The Jets implied total in this game on a nice enough night is thirteen point two five points at Cleveland. 
I'll be watching. What can I say? I'll be watching. Greg Wyshynski coming up after sports. This is Mike Shope on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 